Suspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. Howdy, partner! Welcome to Trail Buddies. Yeehaw! A Walker, Texas Ranger podcast with hosts Lindsay and Jen. Hi! Hello! Uh, neither of us have watched Walker, Texas Ranger ever in our life until last week, and we watched episode one. This is true. We're virgins. Texas virgins. Yes, we are. It appears that everyone else has watched this show and has some sort of nostalgic memory, and we know nothing. And it was really uh, eye-opening, and we're going to attempt to watch all of them for the first time. Yes. For the very first time. Okay, so um, I'm going to do a quick recap of episode one, which is called One Riot, One Ranger. And it's a pilot, so it's about an hour and a half long. Yeah, I think it was a TV movie. Yes. Okay. Are you ready? Here we go. A gang of thieves celebrate in a dusty dive bar after a heist, telling tales of their crime. A truck arrives, and it struts Walker, Texas Ranger, who proceeds to roundhouse kick them all into submission, hogtie them, and take them in for justice. Walker later decompresses at his local bar, and we meet his pals, C.D., and Mobley. Mobley's his partner, right? Yes. Okay. Cut to the next morning. There is a bank robbery that goes awry, and Walker's partner, Mobley, is shot to death by a blind man. Meanwhile, a traveling circus girl is brutally raped and taunted. To ease her suffering and gain her trust, Walker leaps into his origination story and counsels her through it. Later on... A head goon is on the scene recruiting his minions for a big heist in five days. As Walker needs a new partner, C.D. introduces him to Trevette in the most homoerotic scene ever on TV. As the head goon interviews his new heist crew, uh, Walker and Trevette quickly unravel the mystery plan. They find and chase down and interrogate uh, a bomb tech named Cobalt. We also learn Trevette has a very, very bad temper. Back at the bar, we learn that Walker has a soft spot for emotionally manipulative homeless kids. On a stakeout, Walker and Trevette spook the goons, ensuing a very long chase scene that ends fruitlessly. But Trevette gives us his origination story while sucking down protein shakes at the bar and earns Walker's respect and approval. Later on, the rapists return and taunt the innocent carnies, but Walker, all right, Walker fucks him up one at a time and proceeds to have a spiritual vision of bad things to come. The rapists are then indicted the next day, and that storyline is nicely wrapped up, and the rape victim can return to the innocent life of the traveling circus. Walker receives a mysterious package, which ends up being a bomb and blows up the police station. As the goons prepare for their giant multi-bank heist, Walker visits his partner's grave and promises vengeance through a Native American spirit prayer. As the bank heist goes down, Walker remembers the sage advice of his wise Indian uncle and almost single-handedly saves the day after multiple explosions and a bitchin' martial arts duel, and the head head goon goes down like a bitch. Life returns to normal, and the homeless kids enjoy the rodeo as Walker rides a bull known as the Terminator. The end. Did I capture it all? Wow, that was really amazing. I hadn't seen the episode in about a week. And 
all of the memories just flooded back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, initial reactions. Oh, well, Chuck Norris is a badass and knows amazing martial art. Yeah, in this weird way, I felt that he wasn't as obnoxious as I thought he was going to be. Definitely. And he was likable. I had my husband watching it with me, and he said that Chuck Norris was like a 80s superstar. So he did a lot yeah, of like, movie. Oh, you didn't know that? Action movies. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, knowing that... He actually knows real martial arts. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that wasn't like far-fetched. And now he's bringing it to the Southwest. Yeah. Or he was His, 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I loved it. I loved it. What do you think about uh, the other characters? So, Trevette. Yeah. His bulge. What was that? It's amazing. <laughs> well, first of all, I was confused because he was Conrad on Matlock. Okay. Did you watch Matlock? No. Oh, there's like there's so many lead characters in Walker, Texas Ranger that are also in Matlock. So I kept wanting to call him the wrong name, and I kept thinking of the character from Matlock. Right, because when you text me... You yeah. said Conrad's bulge. Oh, did I? <laughs> You're like, who's Conrad? Package. I think were you, you said waiting package. the whole episode for yeah, that? <laughs> I was. And then when I saw <laughs> Trevette, I yeah. was like, oh, I know what she's talking about now. Okay, okay. My bad. Yes. Um, CD was just lovable guy, right? I thought he was kind of obnoxious. Obnoxious, but, you know, like, no harm. Okay, yeah. No harm to anyone. Sure. What I, was his pen name? He was, he had like, so he's a retired... Ranger? Yes. I think he's on medical duty. Oh, like he got shot. Yeah. Okay. So he's and like put on some pounds. semi-retired uh-huh. and he owns the bar uh-huh. where um, one of my, mo- or one of my talking points was, why are there kids in the bar? Oh yeah. There were a lot of kids in the bar. Right? <laughs> Repeatedly. Like, that's kind of weird. Um, but his pin name uh-huh. is where our oh, podcast. That's right. Name came from Trail Buddy. <laughs> trail Buddy. So do people trail say buddy. "Dear Trail Buddy"? Yeah. And then the question, dear, dear Abby, dear Trail Buddy. I got it. Cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just it wasn't as horrible as I thought it was going to be. I was kind of riveted. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I thought it was going to really be bad. Like Matt, I hate Mash. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. I hate MASH. Yeah. And so I was That's like, another generation's show. I thought it was going to be really bad. Mm-hmm. And I actually was like, this yeah. isn't that bad. I actually kind of liked it. I had my phone next to me because I thought I'm probably going to be screwing around on Facebook. But I didn't even hardly look at my phone except to text you. <laughs> and I think the only time I looked at my phone was to text you. <laughs> Which is really impressive in this day and age because I'm always on my phone while I'm watching TV. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was an exciting episode. I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Um, the the Carnies, the Carney storyline, the traveling circus. That, yeah. I felt like that was uh, interesting. I didn't really understand why that was in the story other than like if it was some sort of goal to, it was like a plot device so that we could learn Walker's origination story. Definitely. Right. Okay. So... Did you, are you like a Batman fan? I mean, you know Batman's origination story, right? Yes. Did you not think that it was exact, like he just stole Batman's (laughs) story? (laughs) 
Now that you said that, he did steal Batman's story. Yeah, he just turned it into the carnival rather than, like, downtown at the theater. You're right. But, you know, I think he's actually lying. I know you said that. I think he's just trying to form a, I thought he was trying to form a connection, maybe, or one-upper. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're at the bar and someone's like, well, I did this, and you're like, well, you know, I actually did this. Yeah, so the context was that this teenage girl, 16-year-old girl who's just in town with the circus. And why, wait, she's 16, so why is she with the circus? Because she wasn't with her family, because these Russians. She was clearly a sex trafficking victim. (laughs) Yes. She was a sweet, innocent girl who got wrapped up with the wrong carnies. Yes. Um, Yeah, so they're, yeah, they're in town, and then um, they didn't really explain how. She'd been raped Gang raped, yeah, horribly, brutally by three men. Yes, men that look like they could have been out of the Deliverance movie. Absolutely, and then those men continue to return and taunt her. That mean and bully her. And that made no sense. It made no sense, and it was so troubling. <laughs> and Walker seemed really put out by it initially because his partner had just been killed, right? And he was like, well, I'm really hell-bent on vengeance for Mobley. Yes. I really don't deal with this poor underage rape victim. But I think he has a soft spot for that DA agent. I think. Oh, yeah. Because she was on Matlock, too. To start dating. Uh, Probably in future. Because there was, like, this, when they're at the bull riding, and I don't know if we're getting there yet, there was, like, this quote, you know, he said something like, Uh basically, he... Okay, I could see it. Yeah. They got a little something-something. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he's then, either way, so wherever he's staying out at this ranch, then the Carnies were also staying there? It was just three of them. It was like a... Wait, the ranch? That's where he lives. Yeah, so so that's where he lives. So they watch, they stuck out, Uh stake out, uh-huh. Uh, the courthouse yes. to see where the 16-year-old girl was going. Yeah. And they took, because the DA convinced yes. Walker. Oh. And so they were following her because he told the DA, take her to my house. Oh, I missed that. I'm going to tell my my Indian uncle. They're uh-huh. on their way. Okay. okay. And so then they followed. Okay. okay and then they were waiting there and they saw where they went and then they left. Okay. Because they were trying to come back when... The uncle and yes. Texas weren't there. Okay. But then when they came back the second time, Texas <laughs> magically appeared and okay. saved the day. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was confusing. His origination story was like, she didn't know who he was. She had never met him. They're out on, she's out on the porch, basically sulking about being a rape victim. <laughs> and they were like, Walker, you should go talk to her. You know, because when you've been sexually assaulted, you should definitely just have a strange man come talk to <laughs> right. you. Right, <laughs> that's the first thing I want. And her acting was extremely horrible, by the way. She just was like a mute. Like anytime anyone tried to talk to her, she would like pout and like yeah. stalk off like a, yeah. like a teen. Well, I you know, actually Maybe it that was probably accurate. wasn't that bad because it was a 16-year-old teenager. Yeah. So can I, let me just clarify. All right, so when... Walker was a young child. His dad was full Cherokee. Yes. His mother was white. Yes. Uh, and so they grew up on a reservation. Or I, I don't I don't know if I got that. Okay. But I know. Okay. Either way, Cherokee he, and white. Yes. Okay. So and when he was a kid, 
his dad also rolled rode bulls yes. on the side, his yes. side hustle. And then they went to the carnival one night. Yes. It was a very exciting night. They didn't get to go to the carnival very often, or I think it was his first time. It was a great night. Cotton candy, Ferris wheels. They get to the parking lot late at night to go back to the car. It's not, I mean, it's not a parking lot so much as a field, right? Because you're right. going to the fair. Right. Um, and then they come across like a gang Three of. Three drunk guys. Okay. And they are hollering at the white woman and saying, oh. Why are you with this? How did I miss Indian. Oh. So there were some extremely racist overtones? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. And so then his dad got in a fight with them. his dad was protecting his mom. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And they killed the dad. And then the the mom came in in the mix of it. And then she got... And then she got stabbed. And then she actually lived... For a few days, but died in the oh, hospital. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, when Walker was talking about his dad being murdered mm-hmm. in the fairground, he said, uh, they stabbed and stabbed and stabbed, quote, like my dad's back was a sack of grain he was trying to open. <laughs> and I was like, that is some really intense imagery right now. Um, I didn't catch that quote, but I just remember. <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> So as he's and he's telling this great, I felt like um, I've never wanted to be like an improv or like a an, an acting student, but I felt like if I was an acting student, my first day I would immediately want to take that monologue and like go <laughs> do it for other people. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So he's uh, so yeah okay. So that's his origination story. But is it true, or was he just trying to connect with her or one up her? <laughs> well, we met the uncle, right? Okay, um, all right. So. Who was Native American. Right. And so I think we're supposed to believe. Also based on the amount of like pan flute and, <laughs> you know, when he was, I don't, I don't, he wasn't like smudging at the grave, but he was doing some sort of like eagle feather ritual. Um, I think we're supposed to assume that he really is truly 50% Cherokee. Okay. And raised in the way of the Cherokee. Okay. I'll go with it for <laughs> the rest of the season. Okay. Let's talk about our... Uh, we're going to talk about WTF slash badass moments. Yes. What do you got? Um, okay, so Walker doesn't use a cop car. He just uses his truck bed. Oh, yeah. I didn't even pick up on that. So anytime he goes and picks up bad guys, he just, just hog ties them, them <laughs> and throws them in the back that of his That was like bed. his signature move was hog tying people. And my favorite part is when he – so he is the opposite of ice. Instead of getting people out of the U.S., yeah, yeah. he is bringing people back in. That's true. So when he crosses the border, yeah, and there's a custom guy, and he goes, you know, what are you bringing back this time? And he goes, five of these guys. <laughs> so USA should love Chuck Norris. Or yeah, Walker, sure. Texas Ranger. I mean, that was a truck with like Casey lights and like <laughs> huge tire. Yeah, oh, that's a good. Uh, yeah, he did not right. ever. He was never in a cop car. So that was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was uh, the interrogations, the interviews. Okay, so are you talking about um, Walker's interviews or okay. the the goon, the, the head goon, goon, the head goon? Okay, Col- not uh, no, that wasn't Cobalt. But the head goon. Yeah, when they were in a hotel room and the goon is basically, like, trying to recruit his squad. Yeah. 
So it is just really ridiculous. So he's interviewing them, but it's more like interrogations. There's a br- <laughs> it big, wasn't a job interview. Right. It's a big spotlight. So they supposedly can't see him because the uh-huh. lights are blinding. Yes. And uh, he's eating pistachios. Yeah. And, and so the just, shells are hitting the ground. Right. And this guy just looks like a like a really bad like Mickey Rourke impersonator or something. <laughs> he does. Like like a I, I can't even explain it. A classic nineteen ninety two movie villain. Yes. Yeah. He's very clean cut though and like yeah. just ridiculous. But mm-hmm. when he's interrogating these peop these possible uh bank robbers, bomb makers, it's just really ridiculous. Yeah. And then one of my favorite moments is that one of them doesn't pass the cut. The military guy. Cobalt. Right? Is that cobalt? Yeah, cobalt doesn't yeah. pass the cut. So then they drag him out and they beat him up. But then the next day, uh-huh. uh huh, Trevette picks him up and he has nothing, no, no oh, marks right. on him. He did yeah. no marks on they him. They basically beat him within an inch of his life, and they were like, "You're lucky to live." And then the next day they pick him up and he looks totally normal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they and he took them on a wild chase too. Like so, physically he was just fine. I didn't even think about that. So that was my next one. Uh-huh. So that is two. Um, and then the other one I just wasn't sure about is Texas Walker. Uh-huh. Is he racist? Because when he meets Trevette, there is just this really oh, yeah. weird tension. Even yeah. the whole ride when mm-hmm. CD is just like saying, you're going to love this guy. He's yeah. awesome. He's amazing. He's running back. He's, you know, was a patrol person. Yeah. And then when they meet, there's just this really weird. Well, first of all, uh-huh. Trevette comes out in a Speedo and his bulge is ginormous. Yeah. And Walker, there's just this weird tension. But it's not even sexual tension. It's more like. Oh, I felt like there was. Well, maybe not. Se- I didn't think there was sexual tension between Trevette and Wa- or Walker. I thought it was between CD. It and- was like, I don't know. He had some sort of weird thing going on. Like, But I was like. Yeah, because CD was trying to sell Trevette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, talk him up, yeah. talk him up. And then when Walker saw Trevette, there was just, like, this, like, oh, I'm going to love him kind of thing. But there was no, like, they hadn't really talked. So, mm-hmm. like, is he racist? Is I he- thought he, I definitely thought Walker had, I like, I even, I think I even wrote down, like, are those racist digs that he's making? Because the guy's name is Trevette, and Walker kept calling him Trivet. Basically on purpose. Yes. Right? And and Trevette kept saying, it's Trevette. It's Trevette. And Walker obviously was just ignoring it. And I was like, ooh, this is this feels weird. Yeah. Um, but then they became friends later. So I wasn't and so I think I even asked somebody about that and they said that that is um he just has a salty attitude. And I went, Yeah, but I think it's a little bit different in this case. But then um also, I mean, just I think when we talk about like appropriating other people's cultures, I don't think that uh, Chuck Norris himself is 50% Cherokee. I'm just guessing that. I think just the character. So I don't know how we feel about like a ginger playing a Native American. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. And there's even a scene where, okay, you can think he's just saying the name wrong, right? Just, yeah. Just because he just doesn't know. But when. He says it correctly. Yeah. And then Chuck Walker. Yeah. I'm going to keep saying Chuck Norris. Yeah. Says it incorrectly. Like, he's doing it on purpose. Yeah. Oh, he was totally doing it on purpose. 
And like, so, I'm in charge, buddy. Yeah. I'm the lead. Yeah. I don't, oh, totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if that would fly nowadays. Uh, HR. No. Yeah, I think that'd be an automatic, uh, yeah, <laughs> HR flag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so those were kind of, and then the only thing I kind of had was there was a lot of facial expression acting mm-hmm. and a lot of yeah. pausing moments yeah. where it was a little uncomfortable. Like they could have yeah. probably sped it up a little bit more, but there was a lot of eye smizing and eye <laughs> Fucking, I don't know. I yeah. angry. I'm angry. Um, there's just a lot of facial like. Yeah. Well, I think it might have also been a sign of the times of like 1992 or 93 when this first came out. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. I one of I don't know if this is a badass moment or a WTF moment, but mine was about Trivette's huge package as he came out of the pool when we first see him. I guess this also is an interesting level of just, like, are we sexualizing and exoticizing black men in the show? But, like, when he came out of the pool, like, dripping with sweat, and the camera was, like, like low angle tilted up directly at his crotch, and then the way it was framed was, like, knees up for many seconds. I mean, it was like you were obviously supposed to look at his neon yellow Speedo it was so big. So Rainbow Speedo, by the yeah. way, I remembered. Yeah. So do you think that was for the white American women? <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I couldn't look away. I, I couldn't either. I was like, what is that? Oh, my gosh. And then even as they were talking, just the way that it was framed, it was like knees up. And his body is like, you know, like beat it with sweat. And I really did not know that this actor had that banging of a body because yeah. in Matlock, he's I mean, he's like a cool guy but you don't see these kinds of things on top of the the bulge there's a six-pack i mean this guy yes. has a banging body yeah and then as he walked away <laughs> he like sat shade and i swear the camera was like slowly zooming in on his butt <laughs> i was so confused I wasn't mad at it, though. No, I was i actually kind of in my mind was like i kind of wonder will that come up again i don't know I hope so. <laughs> I hope there's lots of scenes with Trivet yeah. and a Speedo. Yeah. Um, have another, I guess, I, I don't know if this is a, yeah, it's a WTF moment. So um, when the first bank robbery happened, this banks are typically like if you have a bank robbery, it's not your local police that are going to investigate. I think the FBI, it's like a felony. It's a federal crime to like, Heist a bank, rob a bank. So when they knew that it was going to be this giant four bank heist that they were planning for and they're waiting and they're trying to mobilize everybody, like we really only saw the Texas Rangers involved. Why didn't they bring in other agencies, the marshals? I don't know. Well, because the main guy didn't think it was going to be the four. Oh, like Walker's boss. Walker's boss was like, no. They're going to only hit up the one bank because that's where all the money's going that day. Even if it's only one bank. And they had the decoy. You know, yeah. so they did hit that bank yeah. with the decoy with just the bomb. Yeah. And so Texas boss is like, no, we're not going to investigate the four. We're just going to go on the one. Yeah. But Texas knew. And so maybe that's why. I don't know okay. exactly. But Texas bought Walker's boss wasn't okay. into it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I did think it was pretty badass when the carnies came back to taunt the rape victim. And, like, you really—I I had a moment where I was like, this is disturbing. 
because they broke into the house. They basically, like, I don't know, beat up the juggler. <laughs> and he was like, run! <laughs> and she and the, the other woman, I don't think it was her mother. The um, juggler's wife. The, yeah, the juggler's wife and the rape victim ran away. And they, they were running out. And I thought, well, surely the rapists are going to catch them and it's going to be no good. Um, but then Walker showed up at the last second, you know, like just standing there and then just proceeded to beat the crap out of them one at a time. And then did his signature thing, like hogtied them, threw them in the truck. Justice is served. Yeah. I don't know if that's admissible in court, but apparently in this world it was. Was that the crotch kick? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he just gave one of the deliverance guys with crotch kick. And then the... (laughs) Indian uncle came out of nowhere, right, and helped. Oh, yeah. Oh, he yeah. lassoed one oh, of them, did. right? Oh, he did. You're right. Because there's three of them. Yeah. So Walker kicked one one's ass. Yes. Did a dick kick. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> Uncle Indian got on a yes. horse and yeah. lassoed the third one. That yeah. was a, well, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was entertaining. Yeah. I agree. Do you have any burning questions? Uh, let me, let me double check. I think, I mean, the only really questions I had were, is Walker a racist, and why were there kids in the bar? Yeah, well, the he, <laughs> those kids weren't drinking. They weren't, and you know, to be honest, I think as long as you're a child with a guardian. Uh, before, well, I don't know. I'm just thinking of Oregon rules. Before 10 p.m., you're you're cool. Like you can still be drinking an iced tea if you're with your aunt. All right. I don't know. I, I think. mean, I'm not judging. My this parents. is Texas. Anything goes. Right. I'm gonna say I'm not judging. When I was born, yeah, my parents used to just put me yeah. in the car seat under a table at a bar. Oh yeah, I remember doing that. Yeah, sure. I'm not judging. I'm just asking. Yeah. And then I'm really curious just to watch more episodes and really see how Walker and Travette's relationship grows because I want to know yeah is he racist uh mm -hmm. well I think maybe like early 90s definition of racist is different than today probably yeah I wanted to know about the pink bandana around his neck uh especially in the first scene when he beats up like just those random thieves who like knocked off a truck he was also wearing this leather vest and so like that with the pink bandana like tied right in the front to me, uh, was pretty weird. So um, there was that. And I think also I'm just curious to know a little bit more about his spiritual upbringing as it clearly, <laughs> I feel like um, like there were times when an eagle would soar over and it would be like, and he would have some sort of like wise Indian. And then he did the moment. little Charmin yeah, uh-huh. thing over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I wanted I want to know a little bit more about that. Um, I was also surprised that there were traveling circuses still in 1993. I don't know. Is that a thing? Yeah, I had no clue about that. And it didn't seem like it was that good because that guy <laughs> just juggled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you learn any life lessons? Huh. Life lessons. Yeah. Duh. He totally said... During the, I'm just going to tell you what your life lesson is. Oh, please tell me, please. When he was, I don't want to say lecturing um, that girl, but at the end, you know, right, when she was like, 
like boo-hoo. I was I was sexually assaulted by multiple people and they won't leave me alone. And he was like, Well, my parents died. He said, Don't let your life be destroyed by something you couldn't possibly prevent. And so then later when you know, the guys were going to prison and she was going to go off to the next town. She was like, thank you so much, Walker. Those words really resonated with me. And she'll be fine. Well, I'm glad you got that because I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) No other, you didn't learn a life lesson from this episode? Gosh, I was just like learning, uh, don't go in a parking lot alone at dark without a friend. Oh, yeah. Which I don't anyway. Trail buddies. <laughs> dun, 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 trail buddies. Don't go alone. In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. Cause the eyes of the ranger are upon you. Any wrong you do, he's gonna see. Look behind you Cause that's where the ranger's Gonna be Cause the eyes of the ranger Are upon you 